99% of Americans right now are either unemployed or they're one paycheck away from being unemployed, from losing everything. One accident, one medical emergency, one yeah. job that they, there's there's not a lot of, of safety net for people. And that's a reflection of our society. That's Sharifa Hardy, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Hey guys, I'm your host, Kara Duffy, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast, where I invite my favorite humans, the awesome, the up to something, and the extraordinary to come and share their story. I hope that you'll be left entertained, inspired, and moved to take action towards living your most powerful life. Sharifa Hardy is a powerhouse. She's a mom, an entrepreneur, a talk show host of not one, but three talk shows. She's a consultant and a community activist. Across all the areas that Sharifa is committed to, what's consistent is her passion for being of service to making real change. She's not here for fluff. She's not here to let herself or others coast. She's here to make your business work, to make your community work, and to make our world work and actually work for everyone. Why? Because she sees a way to make it happen. On this episode, we talk about how she started her business, how you can level up your own business, and why it all matters. All that and so much more coming up, but first. If you're interested in discovering what possibilities and businesses are available for you to create and to live your most fulfilling life, please visit thepowerfulladies.com forward slash coaching and sign up for a free coaching consultation with me. There is no reason to wait another day to not be living your best life when you instead could be running at full speed towards your wildest dreams today. Well, welcome to the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. You have been um, such a generous guest on all of our um, so far powerful conversations about America, topics about racism. And I've been a guest on one of your shows. So I know how powerful you are. But let's begin by telling everyone who you are and all the things that you are up to. Well, well, again, thank you for the opportunity, Kara, because I know how powerful you are. I launched one of my talk shows, the Roundtable Talk Show, March 30th, and you were on one of the first shows. And it's August now. So looking back at all the shows and some of the things that I'm doing now different, I'm like, those initial guests must have been like, what is Sharifa doing? Like, you know, she could have done this. She should have done this. And it could have been a lot different. So I've learned some, some tips and some tricks. But you have been supportive this entire process. You have referred people. You know, I have had a wonderful experience with you. But who I am is Sharifa Hardy. I started on this path in 1994 when I built my first website. And so the motivation in building my website is I simply wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. That's mm-hmm. all that mattered. That's all I care about. I had this beautiful brand new baby and I wanted to be there for her first steps. I wanted to be there for her first words. And back then in 1994, people said I was crazy because it was unheard of to earn a living and work from home. You know, computers were large, printers were large. So you physically had to leave the house in order to go to work. So I was ahead of my time. And I always tell people, if I would have known then how far ahead of my time I was, I would have been stronger. I would have been more confident. I would have done things different, but I didn't know. Looking back, I see it. And so that's really what started me out on the journey. And since then, I was laid off eight times. And so I kept going from company to company to job to job. But in the meantime, I always had my own website. There's never been a point in time since 1994 where I haven't been online in some form or fashion. So when I built my first website, people came to me and they said, Sharifa, I want a website. So I built their website. And when I started marketing my website and I got to page one, position one on Google, people came to me and they said, Sharifa, how do I get to the top of Google? And I did the same thing for them. And so I had so many people asking questions. I took over the brand Ask Sharifa at AskSharifa.com. And I launched my first radio show in 2009. And that was just simply Ask Sharifa Radio, where people could tune in 
to ask me questions about online marketing, website design, SEO, SEM, social media marketing, branding, raising capital, so many different things. But it was interesting to me because I always say, Ask Sharifa is not just about people asking me. I have the opportunity to ask the experts. Just like when you were a guest on my show, Kara, I could ask you, what have you done to be successful? What works for you? Because then I can take your information and your expertise and I can share that with someone else. I also just love learning the stories behind a company, you know, because we can look at a business and we can say, oh, that business or that business owner is successful. But I guarantee you, mark my words, and, and there's no doubt in my mind on this, everyone who is successful has a story. There's some obstacle that they overcame. There's some struggle that they went through, but nobody sees it because they don't share those stories. And so I had just finished my run for Long Beach City Council. I had spent the last year prior to that hosting my own video cast called Ask Sharifa Video Cast and Podcast, which I I still do today. That's my one-on-one interviews. But after running from city council, I felt like they wouldn't give me city council. So I took the round table, but I am going to have a platform to have a voice to have discussions on what's going on in the world. And that was March 3rd. I launched it March 30th, and between March 3rd and March 30th, the world went to hell in a handbasket. And so what happened is we had a community of entrepreneurs and a community of business owners who came together on the roundtable talk show, and we shared information. We shared tips. We, we you know, because the, the question initially was, is your business being affected by COVID-19? And it went from, is your business being affected to how is your business being affected? Because every business, every entrepreneur, every person, every individual on this earth in some form or fashion was affected by COVID-19 and the global quarantine. So to bring five people a day together to say, what do we do? How do we fix it? And then it just became a conversation. And what I noticed during the course of this time is that I can pick the most random people there are. This person could be in one industry. That person could be in another industry. But there were always commonalities. We always found something in common. I remember one show where I was feeling like, okay, I don't know how this is going to work out because I had... couple of business people. And then I had two other people. One was suffering from mental illness and one was a counselor. And I said, okay, well, we have mental illness over here, but maybe the business people don't want to talk about mental illness. But then all of a sudden, one of the most, what I consider corporate of the business owners kind of just broke down and started talking about her cousin who suffers from mental illness. So it was like, you never know what a person is experiencing. You never know what a person is going through. But I really believe that we have more in common than we have that's different and that change starts with the conversation. So those are my first two shows, Ask Sharifa Videocast, and then there's also the Roundtable Talk Show. But then, you know, more happened in the world. We had George Floyd. We had all these discussions on racism. And I wanted to ask people questions about their beliefs. And do you agree with this? Do you agree with that? Or should you call people certain names? And there's Black Lives Matter. There are anti-Semitic conversations. But I didn't want business owners and authors who just came on a show to promote their book to be put in the place in a situation that made them awkward. And so I said, you know what? I'll just create a third show. And so that's face-to-face talk show with my co-host, Paul Foss. He is the president of ringboost.com. And we ha- he's also a Jewish man who deals with a lot of anti-Semitic conversations. And so we said, you know what, let's sit down and have face-to-face conversations and make this world again a better place. So that's what I do in between my actual business, which is website design, online marketing, social media management, and being a business consultant. But I always tell people, I came here to serve to serve mankind in some form or some fashion. So at the heart of everything I do is about helping people. How can I serve people today? If you look back at eight-year-old self, Mm -hmm. would she be surprised that you're doing all the things that you're doing today? Eight-year-old self would be, I would say disappointed, honestly. And, And the reason I say this is because I took one of those Facebook quizzes. 
You know, when I get bored and I'm doing too much work, I'm like, let me just play on this little quiz on Facebook, right? And I saw one in my timeline and it was the seven deadly sins. So you take this test, you take, yeah, you figure out which of the seven deadly sins applies to you. And you wouldn't believe mine was sloth. And I got that and I was like, huh? Like, like, but then all of a sudden it clicked, you know, because I could have, you know, all the things that I'm doing now, I could have done years before. I could have done a long time ago. So I think eight-year-old me would be like, it's about time. Like, we've been waiting <laughs> for you. But I understand that everything has its time. Like, everything and everyone had to come together to have this perfect storm. And that's what all of this is right now. It's the perfect storm that's happening to lead me on to success. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, what I find so fascinating about you as, you know, a whole person, you are so committed to what's happening in your community. You're so committed. And was that something that you grew up focusing on, like being part of, of, of changing the social structure? Or is that something that you have gotten over time and as you've, you know, become an adult? <laughs> I love that question. That's an excellent question. Um, and it's really kind of funny because where I am now in my house is me and my, my son. My son's 23 and he lives with me. And there are always people around, you know, and there's always the homeless people and everything. And my son's like, mom, it's your little friends, your little homeless friends. <laughs> and I'll be like, they're not my friends. Like they're people in the community I help. And it, it was all, they just show up. I don't know what it is, but people just show up because I always, is a safe haven, a safe place. Even with my business, it's always about helping people. So if I ever see someone in need, I always think there for the grace of God go I. I've been homeless. I've lost everything that I own aside from the clothes and the flip-flops that I had on my feet. Like that's all I had. So I know what it is to feel like just having electricity to charge your Obama phone will, you know, will mean the difference between life or death. You know, trying to figure out how you're going to eat, what you're going to do, how you're going to survive. Mm -hmm. Being laid off eight times, you have to figure it out. But each and every time, I promise you, it was someone who came in and said, let me help you, Sharifa. So now I just try to be a service to so many people and they just show up. Mm-hmm. What was the moment that had you pivot to want to be running for city council? It was because I have a dear friend of mine. I just love her to life, Mrs. Sally Martin. And Mrs. Sally Martin will be 99 this year. And she's just so wonderful. She cracks me up with her stories and everything. But she, she called me and she said she knew what I did in business. And I was a business mm -hmm. consultant. I had just in 2016, from 2016 to 2018, um, did an IPO. We took a company public. We raised about $6 million in capital. So she called and she said, Sharifa, I want you to do for Long Beach what you do for businesses. And that was my focus because this is what I think a lot of people don't understand and what's going on in the world is that my belief is that hungry people steal, right? At the base of it, hungry people are the people who go out and commit crimes. And so anytime you look around and you have a high crime rate, you also have a high unemployment rate. You have a high homeless rate. You have a whole high mental illness rate. And so it's not enough to just say, let's take people off the street. You have to be able to, first of all, give them hope, right? Because yeah. most people today, they, they, they don't have hope. And I don't think people truly understand that. And the main reason that they don't have hope is because they don't feel that they can get a job that will allow them to pay their rent. So if I say if someone was on drugs, they, they clean themselves up, they change their evil ways, they put everything aside. They says, you know what? I want to be a better person. I want to be a productive citizen in, in society. I'm going to go get a job. That job pays them $10 an hour. Their rent is $2,500 a month. At some point of trying, they give up hope that they can ever overcome that obstacle. And so they go back to the things that at least they know that are safe, secure. So we have to be able to create jobs and create businesses because what most people forget is that small businesses are the heart of America. And, it, and what happens when your heart stops, Kara? You stop. That's right. And so we have to start pumping our blood and our life back into America, creating jobs, 
you know, factories, put people back to work. And that's my focus and what I try to do to the community. Because once you allow people to be able to take care of themselves, you'll see a lot of the other issues go away by themselves. I 100% agree. And anyone that studies um, the economics of what happens when you don't have an, have an opportunity, it impacts everything. And I even see this need for you know, letting, giving people hope is, it's, it's bigger even than people who are homeless or people who need assistance right now, because I see it every day with the clients I'm taking on as for private coaching. I see it in people who are fellow entrepreneurs. I just see it in people in general. And I think it's just exacerbating all the issues that are, are, are percolating right now because the hope being missing is what people are using to their advantage who maybe don't have the best interest in mind. And, you know, taking hope out of an equation really makes people wonder why they should do anything. Mm -hmm. And it breaks my heart because I realize that all of my businesses are built, you know, the foundation is we give you hope first and then we can create something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I really admire that that's what's driving what you're doing as well, because, you know, if you don't have hope, then like, why, why bother? Why bother, right. why bother fighting what's wrong in the world? Why bother starting the company? Why bother even like trying to get a, a promotion wherever you are? So um, I wish more people were talking about the impact of hope being out of the room and out of the space because it, you know, technically America was founded on a whole lot of hope. And if we don't even have that in the conversation, I'm not really sure what we're talking about anymore. But that's exactly what America was was founded by. That's why it doesn't say America offers you happiness. It offers <laughs> yes. you the pursuit of happiness. And everybody should be able to pursue their own happiness. But the reason why it's more than just homeless people or, or, or people who are struggling is because the majority of Americans right now, 99% of Americans right now are either unemployed or they're one paycheck away from being unemployed or being homeless, from losing everything. One accident, one medical emergency, one yeah. job that they, there's there's not a lot of, of safety net for people. And that's a reflection of our society. And so what happened, especially, you know, because we always talk about racism and, you know, that's mm -hmm. the conversation that we have often. What people tend to forget is, again, everything that happened was a perfect storm. You took people humans and you lock them in cages. That's what our homes have become. You're not allowed to go anywhere. I can't go see grandma. I go visit grandma every week, but I can't see grandma now because of COVID. So now I don't have that personal interaction with grandma. I can't go hug her. I can't spend time with her. I can't go check on my grandkids. And so I'm forced to, to be in a situation I don't want to be in. It's a situation that's out of my control and there's absolutely nothing I can do about it. And it's not about whether it's right or wrong, it's COVID. It's a, it's a virus. It's something that happens. But I'm used to being social. I'm used to being able to call Kara and say, hey, girl, let's go have happy hour. Kara's like, what time? Six o'clock? And we're there. But we can't do that now. And so we are frustrated. We're at home. Our whole lives change in a way that we could have never imagined. And then guess what? You have civil unrest that breaks out. So now I'm mad. I'm angry, I'm broke, and there's so much going on, and I have to figure out a way how to handle it. So this is just a result of all the feelings and all the emotions that are going on, but I think it's calming down now, and I also think as a result of this, just like any other recession, more millionaires are made in a recession than any other time. It's because they become creative because they have to figure it out. When you're comfortable, you don't have to figure it out. You have that $100,000 a year job, $50,000 a year job. You're, you're not worried about losing your job. You're sitting there doing what you have to do. But all of a sudden, you lose everything. And even the relationships with the people you have, you have to figure out what to do next. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many ways that we can make an impact and make changes. And I think a lot of the people who we need to be stepping into those conversations, like, they're very similar to like how you start a business, right? Like where do you begin? It's always the first question. Um, you know, if people are in that place, they're like, okay, everything's gone. 
how do I begin right now? What would you tell them? Like, what, is, what are some things they can do to like start being entrepreneurial with their life and what matters to them? The number one question that I'm asked as a business consultant is what is the number one business that is guaranteed to be successful? And my <laughs> response is always the business that you're willing to do day in and day out, period. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the product is or the service is. It's the business that becomes a job that you're willing to do day in and day out. So if you do what you love, the money will follow regardless. Even during the, a global quarantine, you have seen so many business owners, and you mentioned a key word, pivot. They have pivoted in order to remain successful. You've seen brick and mortar companies who had absolutely no e-commerce aspect all of a sudden are making more money online than they ever have in their lives. I would say one of the, the first things that you can do, and I always recommend, is start your website, build your website. You Just with hosting alone, you can spend $10 for your domain name, another few dollars for hosting through a company like GoDaddy. I recommend GoDaddy. I've been with GoDaddy since they launched. But for five, $10 a month, you have 30 days before you have to renew your hosting. And in that time frame, you can consult with experts such as yourself. You can network, you can build relationships and you can get better, you know, if you want to do a do-it-yourself do website. And that's what a lot of people do. Or people hire me to build their website, consult, start their social media and help them through the process. Totally agree. I mean, we, um, we have in August, our course came out how to sell what you know, um, or it might be called at that time, uh, <laughs> knowledge sharing products. And I'm a big believer that so many people have, you know, I say that you have a hundred ideas already of things that you could make money from just by mm -hmm. what you already know. And people get so stuck on, I, I don't have any, you know, things people want to buy from me. And it's like, it's such a lie that we tell ourselves because there's so many things that we know that somebody else doesn't. Uh, my favorite example that like that stuck with me so much is, um, you know, I went to a CASA event, the court appointed uh, special advocate for foster youth. And they were telling a story how this foster kid had gotten a job and he was doing great. He was working part time. They loved him. He got a promotion and his advocate checked in with him like six months later and said, hey, like, how's it going? What are you doing with your money? How are you spending it? And he's like, well, I haven't gotten paid yet. He's like, what? A month later? Six months later, he had asked him about this. He's like, what do you mean you haven't gotten paid? Like, I, they tell me you're doing great. Everything's awesome. He's like, yeah, they give me these like papers, but they don't give me cash. No one had taught the kid that you get paid with the check and to sign mm -hmm. it and to deposit it. And so great news is he had saved up thousands <laughs> of dollars on accident, but we don't realize how we skip over these things that we think are common sense that have so much opportunity to change someone's life in this huge mm -hmm. way. And we think it's no big deal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even having people be like, what, like, what are the things that you do so well, you forgot about them. That's a great place to start. Um, and having, I agree. Site, as you said, is like a perfect way to do that. Cause then you start to make your own brand, which, you know, sounds scary if you haven't done it before, because how do you become a brand like a Nike or something? But um, it just starts with your name, right? It starts with your name, but it also starts with your passion. What is it that you're passionate about? We talk about this on the show all the time and just listen to people's stories. You can start to tell. Like I always talk about my cousin, Carrie, who's in Columbus, Ohio. He's on ABC or NBC. I should probably know this, but <laughs> he he is on television, you know, on a major news station as a news reporter. How, and he's probably 40 now. But when Carrie was nine years old, he would walk around the house with a spoon and he would literally interview all of his cousins and what's going, you know, we knew like there was never any doubt. And I always wanted to be more like him to always know what is that one thing that I was born to do. And for a long time, I didn't know. But when I looked back, I was that talkative little kid. I was always talking. I drove my mom crazy because I was just, <laughs> why and why and why and why? That was me and my personality. But I went from being that little kid, like you talk about that eight-year-old kid who was always talking to 
a talk show host. So there's something in us. We know innately there's something in us. There's a, there's a purpose. There's a gift. There's a reason why we came to this earth. We just don't always know what that is. We don't always recognize it. So I would implore anyone, if you, if you want to do something different, like if you want to pivot, if you want to change your life, if you're watching this right now and you're sitting on the couch and you're saying, okay, it sounds good. It sounds wonderful. But Sharifa, what do I do? My response to that person would be like, what do you love? What is it that you love to do? What is it that you wake up in the morning and go, you know what? If, if money was no option I could, and I had all the money in the world and it was not an issue, I would do this. Then do that. Because in business, people always think about the competition and they ask me about the competition and I'm like, what competition? I don't have any competition. There's only me. I am Sharifa Hardy. I am the only Sharifa Hardy that there is. That doesn't make me better than Kara Duffy. Doesn't make me worse than you, but it just means that I am my own unique person. And that applies to everyone in the world. So what is it that makes you special, you different, you unique? What do you bring to this earth? Because in business, they will tell you not everybody likes apples. Not everybody likes oranges. Not everybody likes bananas, tangerines, grapes, whatever, watermelon. So... <laughs> Find the thing that you love and you will see your tribe uh, attracted to you. Because one of the things that I've seen since I've launched the Roundtable Talk Show is that at first I had to look for guests. I made my little health reporter out, my little Herald post. The first time I got about 100 replies. I did one a month since then and each time I would get about 50 replies. But what changed was I got more and more referrals, more people saying, you have to be on this show. You have to be on a roundtable talk show. You have to sit with Sharifa Hardy. And it took time to build. But over t like now in August, I made my every month, every first of the month, I do a new post. August 1st, I made a post and this post was different than any other post. I said, this is the hottest show out. People are raving about this show. You, you know, this is what it offers. Five guests a day, organic conversation to promote you and your business. 202 responses. 202 people pitched mm -hmm. themselves to be on the show. Why? It's a Zoom, like our Zoom, but they felt that energy. They felt the passion. They felt that this is something that I want to be a part of. So it doesn't matter what your product is or your service is. The people aren't buying your water because it, it's, it's the most special water it is. Like I always tell people, if you go to any grocery store, it doesn't matter what the, the it could be Safeway, Smart and Final, Bonds, Ralph's, Alpha, it doesn't matter. If you go to any grocery store and you go, just go down the bottled water aisle, you'll yeah. see 162 different types of bottled water. And they'll tell you this one is the cleanest and this one is the purest and this one came from the mountains and this one stayed <laughs> away from the mountains. But at the end of the day, it's bottled water and everything comes down to marketing. So create your product, create your service, build it so they can come. That's what I always tell people. Yeah. And then when you're building it so that they can come, you know, don't forget to put you in it. You know, mm -hmm. like I have so many, um, you know, private clients I work with that are trying to figure out how can, how can I go to the next level? And I say, do more of you. And they're like, mm -hmm. well, but, but this isn't about me. This is about I don't know, dry cleaning. I'm like, if it's not about you, then that's what's missing. Because mm -hmm. to your point, what's going to separate you from the pack is you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, it's not how we deliver whatever our thing is or our gift is. It's who's delivering it is a huge factor. So to your point, somebody else doing the Ask Jordan show, for example, it's going to be a completely different show. Um, and I just, I wish people weren't afraid to be them and be themselves and, and braid that into what their business is. Cause that's when you start, you know, separating, that's when you start getting that distance between the other people that could deliver the same results, but in a completely different way. Yeah. Yes. But there's room for everyone. Yes, completely. I, I had a, a really good friend of mine when I launched, you know, the 2.0 version of powerful ladies and was launching the podcast component you know, say to me, like, why are you doing that? There's so much competition for like women-based things. And I was like, what? Like it, it caught me so off guard. And I, I like, it stuck with me to a point where I'm like, okay, this is just, <laughs> you know, it made me think about like what I've heard on this show from other guests, right? Like 
You'll be surprised who supports you and who doesn't. You know, people think there's too many people. It's too crowded. All these things that people say that are all fear-based. And if you are a builder and if you're a creator and you're entrepreneurial, there really is no space for fear. Mm -hmm. There's space for risk assessment, but there's no space for fear because every day you're doing something that seems ridiculous to somebody else. Every day. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Because <laughs> I, I knew when I launched it, this is funny thing to me, is that when I launched this show, especially my, my close friends and my family, my Facebook people, they were going to be like, okay, Sharif is doing this now and mm-hmm. then give her a couple of weeks. And then I had five guests per day. So I know people went, there's no way in the world she can keep this up. My yeah. show is booked into November. You know what I mean? It's like, because at five guests per day, that's 25 people a week that I sit mm-hmm. down and talk to about their business and their lives and their story. But most people probably say, okay, you know, there's no way she can fill those seats. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, I want to go back. You touched on something. I want to go back to the whole 1994 and people telling me I was crazy and I was mm-hmm. lazy. It was because I was ahead of my time. In yeah. that time frame, if you didn't go to work, if you did not go to a nine to five, you weren't able to survive. Back in that time, we did more by our brute force, by our yes. body, than our minds. So we weren't used to sitting in front of computers thinking and technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a mindset. And sometimes the people who love you the most are the people who can cause you the most harm because they want you to play it safe. They don't want you to risk everything. They don't want you to have to wind up homeless. They they know yeah. that if you just go get that job, you'll get that paycheck and you play it safe and you'll be okay. And so entrepreneurs I always say the way I recognize an entrepreneur is each and every one will tell you it's a calling. Mm-hmm. And they may not mm-hmm. have those words, but they will tell you, I tried to stop. I, I started it, <laughs> then I went back and got a job, and mm-hmm. then I came back. You know, but it's always something that they can't stop, something that they can't put down. It's something that's, a, you know, it's Sunday, so maybe I'm getting philosophical, but it's something that's bigger than them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And most people like myself, 26 years, there are times when I'm like, this is crazy. I'll never be self-employed. I'll ne-, but you, you, you have a bad day, <laughs> you know, yes. what I mean? you cry yeah. it out and you get up and you keep going because it's something that you have to do. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's, um, it's the poke, right? Like you mm-hmm. keep getting this, like, what about that? Oh yeah, that sounds good. Or you, you like powerful ladies in particular, it, it, these things don't leave you alone. If you, yeah. If you are getting a message that you should do something else, it's like whether it's your calling or your knowing or your purpose or your spirit guides or God, whoever, I don't think you can be an entrepreneur and not have some spiritual relationship because you know that it wasn't, if it was up to you by yourself, mm-hmm. you, why would we choose this crazy path? <laughs> like, well, why? And so it's like, what keeps poking at you? What keeps, you know, what are you noticing? And to me, the sign is when you like just can't ignore it anymore. You can't, you can't tell it to be quiet, sit in the corner. Like it's just not an option. And some people come at it that way, where they're trying to avoid it, trying to avoid it. And other people are like, "Why would I want to avoid it? Like, no, this is crazy." So that was me. I tell people mm-hmm. that mine started this aspect of it with with consulting and being a speaker started with God telling me, you know. Sharifa, I want you to help people. And it was an argument that we had. And I, and I was like, no, I'm not going to help people. I'm going to go get a job. And I go get a job. I get laid off. God would say, Sharifa, I want you to help people. And I would say, no, I'm going to get a job because I was like, okay, nothing says I love you like direct deposit. Like that's my <laughs> thing right there. Like, you know what I mean? Like knowing on Friday that money was guaranteed to be there. That was safety. That was security. And then anytime I try to help people, the people were frustrating me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I'm going through, I'm like, they ask me for help. I'm trying to tell them what to do. They try to tell me what to do. And I always tell people, look, people contact me when they need a miracle right? So if you knew how to perform the miracle, you would need me. So let me do what I do and work my magic to help you. So I didn't want to do all of that. So six months to the day, several times I was hired, I would get laid off 
And so finally, God was just like, I don't know what part of I am God do you not understand? He was like, we can do this basically for the rest of your life. And finally, I had to go, I hear and I obey. And I began to watch doors open and opportunities Mm -hmm. open and referrals. And I tell people now, things that never happen always seem to happen to me. But that's because I am obedient and I'm aligning myself with people who are on the same Mm -hmm. path as I am just to be able to be a part of what you were doing with race relations in America is sitting down and having those conversations and allowing for that platform. That's powerful. But you know what? I would have never have gotten there had I not taken that leap of faith to start the roundtable talk show. We wouldn't have met. We wouldn't have connected. And so we just have to follow those little nudges, those little posts that tells us, this is what you should be doing. And anybody, let's go back to the person watching this, sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. After this show, somehow, some way, you're going to feel something, see something that's going to say, this is what I'm meant to do. And just go with it. Just follow it because you'll see all the doors begin to open. It, yes. And it, it's, if you do what you know you're supposed to do, or if you follow something that you're like, I think I should go that way things get easier. Like that's my sign yeah. that I'm, that I'm where I'm supposed to be. If, if, if things get easier, if things that, you know, everything that I'm wanting to like the doors open or I get this new connection with this new person, but I'm also very proactive in, in looking for it and seeking the what's next because, um, it's all there. Like there is no, you know, people always are asking for like this one hit wonder, like the one way to make their business succeed. And I'm like, there's a million ways. Like it's not, it really is a butterfly effect of what we're doing and who we're interacting with. So I can tell you the first couple of steps, but like you might do step one and realize, oh my gosh, we're making a hard, hard right, hard left. And that's what happens. But it's continuing to take the next step that you know, you feel is right and seems right on paper. And like, there's so much faith in, you have to have faith at least in yourself if you're going to take on any project. And I really see business as a project. So, you know, if, if you're lacking that, then who are you putting your faith in (laughs) so that you can figure out where you're going? Like not everybody has to be an entrepreneur. I agree. I mean, I I hear I definitely agree. I think most people, I'm, I'm agreeing with you on a million different ways. <laughs> I believe that there are a million different ways to be successful, but I believe that the number one way that people are unsuccessful, let's just say that, is most people don't talk about their business. They don't mm-hmm. speak about their business. They don't speak it. Speak about their business in everyday life. They don't speak about their business on social media. Their closest yeah. friends don't know what they do. And that's why they don't have all these opportunities. And that comes back to exactly what you were saying about fear-based. I don't want to tell Kara that I'm a new representative for doTERRA because she might not want to be my friend. She mm-hmm. may think that mm-hmm. it's just an MLM. And the only reason I'm calling her is to talk about my business. So I'm not going to mention it. I'm just going to mm-hmm. call her and say, hi, Kara, how you doing? And so what we have to do is change our mindset. Everything is a mindset. I don't look at, at my business or my company as a product or even a service. I look at my business as a solution right? Mm-hmm. And so if I have a solution that can help the world, to me, it would be, I would be an unkind, uncaring person to keep that solution to myself and not think about anybody else and not want to help anybody else. So the one thing that I've learned, and I especially learned this from uh, working at the company where we raised millions, that CEO, he told everybody he was mm-hmm. raising money. Like if he was at the gas station, it was so funny because one time we were on the phone Cause I always talked to him when he was driving and he got pulled over by a cop and he pitched the cop. He told him, he was like, Hey, you know, give me the ticket or whatever, but I just want you to know, this is my company. This was, and it was, he did it at that point, kind of make a point. Cause we always say, pitch everybody, talk to mm-hmm. everybody. And that's what most people don't do with their business is they kind of make one little post right. eight times a month. I mean, eight, you know, once every eight months. And then they don't mention it again. And then they go, Sharifa, but I don't have any customers and I don't have any clients. And I'm like, and they're like, oh, and I focus on the law of attraction. I'm like, well, have you focused on the law of averages? Right. 
So yeah. if you talk to 100 people, the averages are that you should have these type of responses. But if you talk mm-hmm. to two people about your business, then guess what? You yeah. haven't spoken to enough people. And that's mm-hmm. like my main thing what I tell people. Tell everyone you speak to, this is who I am and this is what I do. Yeah, uh, 100%. 100% to that. Um, we did a, I wrote a mini ebook called Stop Selling, Start Sharing. Mm-hmm. And it's one of our opt-ins on, on the Powerful Ladies website. And, you know, so many people get hung up on, I don't want to market. I don't want to sell. I just want to make my thing. Just let me be creative. Let me make it. Just put me in front of people and I can do this. And I'm like, no, no. Like if you, I used to reference, like if you had a vaccine, I've taken that out of my, of my analogies now because it's very sensitive, but you know, if you did, to your point, if you knew that your thing could change the world, then you would be annoying. You would tell everyone. And I don't know what happens when, you know, you get people get so excited about their ideas and so excited about what they can do. And then they go to tell someone and all between them and that person, it gets all filled up with, I'm not good enough. This is not good. I, like, I'm going to bother them. This is too much. And so... I spend a lot of time, I'm sure like you do with clients, getting them back to why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Why does this matter to you? And, um, you know, we're going into, in August, we have our, um, a whole series about creating products. So I do believe that every product and service needs to be created like truly product creation. Mm-hmm. And part of that, like, you know, coming from the footwear and apparel world, if you're launching the next Jordan, you better believe it is the best Jordan that's ever come out. You better have 101 reasons why everyone needs to know about it. Everyone's going to love it. And there's this like internal PR. Nike sets itself apart from the other footwear companies because they do great internal PR so that everyone in the company is like on fire about what's coming out. And then they roll it out to the general public because there's power and momentum in the people in the company, on the brand knowing why it's good and reinforcing what is this incredible thing. Because Fake it till you make it just means that you need to believe what you're going to transform as possible before you start seeing results. (laughs) So it's not like pretending you know how to do something that you don't. And I just, it blows my mind. Like I know, like I can't help myself from talking about business with people, Mm -hmm. powerful ladies. Cause like, that's how I listen to everything. Like I am coach. There's no way for, uh, for me around it. If I hear someone talking about business while I'm listening, I have a 50 things in my list of like, did they do this? Should I do that? What about this? I have questions. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that's another sign for people. Like, what are the things that you can't stop yourself from doing? What makes you crazy? What do you wish people would change? Because that's, if you already do it naturally and automatically now, you will, why not make money doing what you do without thinking? Absolutely. You keep mentioning the word and I was going to leave it alone, but I'm going to bring it back up. So that's my book signs you might be an entrepreneur how to discover the entrepreneur in you but it comes down to the certain signs that you Mm -hmm. see and I start I launched it because people were telling me the signs that they saw and their signs was I don't want to work and and Mm -hmm. I don't want a boss and I'm like no that's not exactly it it comes back to like I said it's stuff that poke it's something that Mm -hmm. you have to do something to have you keep doing but I lay out a whole bunch of different ways on if you want to be successful, these are the different things that you should do. But if you were a guest on the roundtable talk show right now, this is what I would say to you because I heard some gold. I always say that now, like gold, like gold. To me, gold has to be mine because you gave gold and it was so um, common to you. It was so simple to you that you may not have realized all the gold in what you said because you went back to, you talked about the rollout of a company right? And a rollout Mm -hmm. of a product. And one of the things that separates entrepreneurs and small business owners from these large corporations is that they, larger businesses understand the importance of repetitiveness, Mm -hmm. right? If you watch any Christmas movie, and we all know Christmas is December 25th, that, that, that movie premiere or trailer doesn't come out on December 24th. Mm -hmm. You're going to start seeing those movie premieres in July and in August. And it's always the coming soon, coming soon, mm-hmm. coming soon, coming soon, coming soon. And then it's here. And so yeah. as small business owners and entrepreneurs, what we do is we go, I launched the book. Here's my book. Buy it. Get it. Okay. Thank you. And then you never hear from us again. Right. And then we go, okay, but Kara, 
Can you help me? Can you tell me why my book didn't sell? Did you think it was the cover? Do you think it was the font? Do you think it was the content? No, it's because mm-hmm. you're not marketing your book. You put yeah. it out there one time, you made an Instagram post, and then your feelings got hurt because the world didn't respond to you and the world doesn't respond to anyone that way. You have to tell them and tell them and tell them again. People usually don't take any actions. They've seen something at least eight times. It has to become familiar to them. It has to come into their world. They have to associate you with your product or they have to associate your product with a specific thing that they need before they take any action. And so often what we do is we give up so fast and we go back to those words like, oh, the competition was too stiff. So I couldn't uh, uh, be successful. I couldn't make it because the competition had more money than me. Most successful business owners got to a certain level of success without someone writing that $20 million check or that $50,000 check. They did it through sweat equity, through the hard work of just going out person to person, customer to customer and making a sale. So I think that we forget that and live in this dream that everything happens immediately or instantaneously, and we forget to do that rollout. That was the goal right there, Kara. All right. Thank you for pointing that out. No, it, it, it's like uh, what you're talking about, I totally agree with, and it. it makes me crazy because if you showed up and met someone and you walked away and you're like, well, that person was great. Why didn't they marry me? You're like, wait, yeah. what? You're crazy. What do you mean they didn't yeah. marry you? You just met them. What are you talking about? And we forget that we have to take our customers through this journey. Like, if you just pop up, buy my book, they've got a lot of questions. You know, why? Who are you? What's it about? What should I do? Where can I get it? And it, and most of the time, we don't even sit there and listen because mm-hmm. people not taking action is just as loud as when people take action. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's everybody today wants the hack. How do I do do less, work less, work smarter, you know, make more money? And the truth is, like, business hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. How we can do it and different ways to do it's changed, but it hasn't. It's why um, I think my first book is going to have to be this one. I keep saying it, but mm-hmm. I reference this idea of this lemonade stand. It's like, mm-hmm. business is a lemonade stand. It's no different. And the same things you need to do to sell lemonade in an afternoon are exactly what you have to do for your business. And if you're trying to make it more complicated than that, you don't need to. And if you think you can skip any of those steps, you're, it's just not going to work. So it seems so silly. And I get laughed at sometimes when I use that reference in a live class. But it's like, you know, if you want a quick fix, if you want a quick fix, that's when I know you're not the right client for me because mm-hmm. there's no such thing. If, if you want to go from zero to hero and, you know, hanging out with Tony Robbins next week, okay, like you've got, he has 40 years of, mm-hmm. of business actions ahead of you. So are there ways to cut down some of that time? Yeah, for sure. Working with consultants like you, finding a coach, getting an expert. Those are ways to hack. That's the only way to hack. You can't, yes. you can't skip any other way. I, I love that. I love that whole hack thing. I might have to borrow that from you. But people are looking for the hack. But mm-hmm. also, let's go back to some of the gold that you mentioned. We talked about the lemonade stand, right? But there are successful lemonade stands. There are lemonade stands. They're not so successful. But what makes the difference between them? And I can, without even knowing this hypothetical lemonade stand and the little girl that at the lemonade stand, I can tell you there are two things that will make the difference. And those things apply to any business. Two things, location, location, location is number one. And number two is the size of her network. So in order to make her lemonade stand successful, she needs to either be in a busy thoroughfare a busy street where people, foot traffic happens to walk by on a hot day and they want some lemonade. Or maybe it's a little cooler. Maybe there are not that many people, but the little girl goes to mom and dad and say, mom and dad, I want to raise money. I, I, I got a lemonade stand. Can you help me? Can you get on your phones and can you call everyone you know mm-hmm. and can you let them know I am selling lemonade? And mom and dad and brother and sister and cousin and uncle Bob 
all get on the phone and say, little Karen's selling lemonade for her school. Can you support her? She's going to be selling from mm-hmm. 12 o'clock to 4 o'clock this Saturday. We would love your support. And guess what happens from 12 o'clock to 4 o'clock on Saturday? The world comes, right, <laughs> the world comes to her. But it's the person who, number one, doesn't understand location and the person who doesn't understand that their, their net worth is in yes. their network. You know, everything is about your network, the people that you know. This this interview, this opportunity was so important to me. You know why? Because you are so important to me. Powerful Ladies is so important to me. I appreciate who you are, what you do, what your platform stands for. I want to be able to say I'm a powerful lady. Look at my interview that I did with Karen Duffy of Powerful Ladies. So I show up and I give people the best. And that's why my business is growing. So people can do it with any business. Well, thank you so much. That really means a lot to me. I feel the same way. Um, And part of why I do these podcasts, like this is the most selfish part of my business because I get to hang out with people I'm admired by and get all excited. Like when, you know, when I do a full Sunday of like four recordings in a row, which is typically how we do it on Monday, I get more done that next week than I do any other week of the month. And it's because Mm -hmm. I'm spending the day hanging out with powerful ladies, like people who are reminding me of what's possible. We're having these great conversations. It's like filling you up. And I have to return the favor about this goal because you said something that is the number one way, in my opinion, to to sell whatever you got to sell. You know, like I'm a big believer that the only marketing you need is the amount you need to achieve your sales goals. You do not need to be marketing 24 seven. So if you need 20 people to take your course, you just need to market to get 20 people to show up. That doesn't mean talking to 20 people, but like getting 20 people, butts and seats, buyers. But you mentioned this idea. I call, I talk about the PTA phone tree, mm-hmm. right? Like back in the day, you'd have to have the only way to tell someone I come from the Northeast. So we had snow days all the time. How did a school with no cell phones, no internet, tell everyone school was closed? They had everyone's phone numbers, but a principal couldn't call everybody at once. That would be ludicrous. So they had the phone tree. You call 10 people. They call 10 people. I don't know why more people just don't go back to this phone tree method of doing their business. And influencers are like a hybrid of it or ambassadors are a hybrid of it, but you don't need an influencer to do this. Like you literally can call your mom, your brothers, your sisters. And it goes back to this, like just shouting from the rooftops, everyone, you know, better know it's there. One of the Mm -hmm. first exercises I have my clients do is um, create their community map, make their phone tree, and they have to email everyone in their contact list, what they've launched, what they're doing, and have given three things that they can do to support them. Mm -hmm. And it makes people so nervous to do this. And I'm like, yeah, but just, it's an email. It's the easiest way to talk to people. Um, but people want to support you. People want to brag about you. But, you know, we had a guest recently that said, people just send me money sometimes. <laughs> like, well, they can send me money right now. I'm raising $50,000 in my production fundraiser. Send me some money. I yes. will take it. I will take it. But I agree with yes. you. I, I hear that. But mm-hmm. what you said in the email, even if people do that without a coach, let me tell you, because I have a gift. This is my gift. And at 44, I'm walking in my truth and understanding mm-hmm. that this is a gift. I can look at something and pick it apart and see the yeah. errors and different things. So where most people who would have had that idea to send that that email would have done, they mm-hmm. always forget the call to action. They yes. say, you know what? I just opened up my sh- new shoe store. It's, at new York. it's in New York. I have lovely shoes and they're at the best prices. Thank you. Um, I appreciate you. That's all they say. But they miss, what is it you want me to do? What is the call to action? And give me specific ways. Give them multiple choices. Why? Because not everyone likes apples. Not everyone likes oranges. Not everyone is going to support you in the same way. I made a post, a contra- I love my controversial post, but I made a post <laughs> the other day because everybody was doing this badass woman challenge. Mm-hmm. And so they kept tagging me and tagging me. So finally, I just said, look, I appreciate it. I appreciate that you think I'm a badass woman. I really do. I said, I'm grateful. I said, mm-hmm. however, if you could share one of my shows, if you could yeah. be a guest on one of my shows, if you can make a donation to my fundraiser, I would appreciate you supporting my business so much more than supporting my pretty face. 
Mm-hmm. And then I had other women who were like, yeah, there's some other women who were like, no, we're trying to help the women in, in Turkey. And I see, okay, but what about all the women around the world? Let's show support for those businesses. And one of the things that I noticed that the people were t- who were tagging me, they were my closest friends, but they hadn't supported my business. Mm-hmm. But they want to do these things that we're empowering women. Okay, well, empower me by sharing my show. Empowering me by coming on the roundtable talk show, supporting mm-hmm. me and talking about what you do so I can support you. So it's nice. It's a nice gesture. But really, if you want to support me, just like when I was on your show, I love the fact that we can have an honest and open conversation. I did a panel after your panel mm-hmm. and they sent me, it, it was more people, it was like 12 people. But the day before the show, they sent me 20 questions that they were going to ask on the show. And the first question said, how can we support the African-American community? Now, this was the only question out of 20 questions that even mentioned African-Americans. It didn't even include it anywhere else. The other questions were like, how do we make this world a better place? How do we give love? How do we show love? I'm like, okay, hold up. When we started this panel, I told him, I said, look, if you want to talk, let's talk. Let's have Mm -hmm. a conversation. But what you're not going to do is have me waste my time with fluff. Mm -hmm. I don't do fluff in any form or fashion. So if you want to support me, if you want to help me, just like I want to support you, I love what you do. Why? That's why I'm here on a Sunday. I don't even work weekends. I take weekends off. I don't answer my phone. I don't, you know, I try to stay away from emails, but I want to support you. I want to show you that I love what you're doing. And the Mm -hmm. fact that you are lifting up and raising up women and telling them that they're powerful. I'm here Sunday afternoon. I'm here. And I think that that's what we need to do is use our voices to help other people. But people can't help you until you tell them, this is what I need from you. This is the call to action. This is how you can support me. And you'll see a greater response than just saying, I just opened my own business. I hope you're happy for me. Uh, Completely. And I love that you brought up that um, the trend that's been going on of the black and white photos, because I have not responded to things I've been tagged in. Thank you, everyone who has who acknowledged me. And I was talking to my boyfriend about it. And he's like, why aren't you just posting this? This is like a very powerful lady thing to do. And I couldn't articulate what it was about it that I was like, not interested in. And it, I'm not interested in passive action. Yes. And I, I know that there are moments of time where we just, we need to remind everyone that they're powerful. There's so many women who are in a space. They don't know they're powerful. They don't know that they have support. And I'm a big believer in like doing what we can to to remind everyone that they are. And I, and that's kind of what we focus on in international women's day when we do our big push every year. And we are always making sure that there is a value add, whether it is how you can support people or look at who we love, like showcasing people because it's great to like hold hands and sing Kumbaya, but like what happens after that is really where things change. And it, it, how you do business is how you can do life is like my new message because most people are not living their life in an entrepreneurial way. And it's, it's, it's a missed opportunity for them. How can you be entrepreneurial about your community? How can you be entrepreneurial about your family, about your like, it go, to me, it goes everywhere. So when I say in messaging, like, this is about your business and your life, I mean it. Like, these habits, this mindset, this success approach, it doesn't matter what we're trying to achieve. These same steps make things happen. And I just, when, if we can get millions of women around the world to post a black and white photo, I want to know what can we get them to do next? What can, like, one penny and one dollar adds up real fast if everybody's involved in it. So how many of the women who posted a photo are also now donating to support women in Turkey, to your point? Or how many are are even sharing those posts? I didn't even know why people were doing it for the first week and a half. So A... I didn't either. It didn't even say Turkey. It was just like badass women. But Mm -hmm. if you see a picture of me and you see my my face, how do you know I'm a badass woman? What makes me a badass woman? What's the criteria? What, what's the information that says Sharifa Hardy is a badass woman because she does this, this, and this, and this? So mm-hmm. all you're sharing is, like I said, my pretty face. And to me, yeah. that's the thing that we're trying to get away from is just mm-hmm. being 
a pretty face. I don't want to be a, just a pretty face. You know, I want I want you to see everything that I'm doing. Yeah. The roundtable talk show has been able to do so much good. People have been able to make connections. Um, one guest was on a show. She owned a bookstore. An author was on the show, was passionate about his book. They got off the show. She ordered six of his books for her bookstore. And now his books are in a store in a different state that he would he would never have been able to make that connection. Mm -hmm. So, okay, does it matter what I look like? No, I'm bringing people together. And to me, that's what I want to support and celebrate. Well, I think that's a perfect segue into asking you, like, what does powerful ladies mean to you? The, what, it, what does powerful mean separately from ladies? What do they mean combined? Um, and yeah, I'll just leave it there to start. Mm -hmm. I, I love it. I love the powerful ladies. I love it so much that if you hadn't thought about it, it came to me in a dream one night and I would be like, you know what, let me start this powerful ladies thing. And I love the question in that you separated between what is powerful and what is ladies, the whole thing. And it's perfect. It's perfect in every way. One of the things that people have told me, um, and I really stepped into it with Long Beach City Council is people will say, Sharifa, you're not standing in your power. You're mm -hmm. not standing in your power. You know, all my, my my mentors, they would tell me, Sharifa, you're not standing in your power repeatedly. You know, like, I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? Because I was clueless and I didn't understand. But what I realized with the Roundtable Talk Show is that I hadn't used my voice. I hadn't used the relationships. I hadn't used the connections that I had in order to make a change in the world. I was just kind of sitting back, having one-on-one -on -one interviews, not really pushing myself and not really pushing other people as well. So when you say ladies, and you mentioned the snow days, I was raised in Columbus, Ohio, right? And so people on the East Coast tend to have a certain demeanor than people on the West Coast. We're, we're really into ladies and gentlemen. You must be a lady, especially when you go down. You have to be a lady, right? No cursing, none of that. You have to be a lady. And so I love being a lady. I love the fact that I can tell someone exactly what I feel without raising my voice, without mm -hmm. screaming, without having to curse someone out. I don't curse a lot. If, I, if I'm cursing, there must be, you know, really something immediate that happens because I feel that I lose my power when mm -hmm. I have to resort to curse words. Why? Mm -hmm. Because anyone can do that. Anyone can say that. But when I can intellectually respond in a way that you've never seen coming, to me, <laughs> that's true power. Po yeah. Women have never had power in the history of history. Why? Because we've always had to answer to men. We didn't have a voice. And when you take away someone's voice, you take away their power. So powerful ladies are kind, beautiful ladies who have so much intelligence, but their power is, is speaking their voice and mm -hmm. speaking their truth. There's power in that. And I, I just love the whole idea behind it. Mm -hmm. who, who are some of the women who have you know, rallied around you to either show you how powerful you are or to keep inspiring you to, to keep expanding into the power you, you already had. One of my mentors is Belinda Baker. Oh, I love her. She's so amazing. And Belinda Baker, she's a little older than I am, but when she was in high school, she was a drug addict and she was a drug dealer. Mm -hmm. um, she's been sober. She's been clean for over 30 years. And so what she, she wrote a book, she hosted her own talk show, but she launched her own business. And what she has right now is sober living homes. So she has sober living homes for women and children. And so for women, after they get clean, they can come to their home with their, with their children and start over again. She has a $2 million business. She has homes all over Southern California, but this woman never sleeps. She never stops. And she's mm -hmm. always going, always going, always going. And she took what was the, the harm that she did in being a drug dealer and she turned it around and helped people right now. And I think that is so beautiful. And to build it into a multi-million dollar business is she's always telling me, Sharifa, you can do it, supporting me. And I just, and to read her book, and to hear her story, I mean, when you think of a, a drug addicted drug dealer, you mm -hmm. look and you assume and you judge no, no good can come from this. But yet yeah. she spent 30 years helping other people. And I just applaud her. So whenever I have a mm -hmm. question, I always go like, Belinda, what do I do? And she always gives me that advice from a warm, loving mother perspective, but mm -hmm. from a hell of a businesswoman. Mm -hmm. I love it. 
We ask everyone on the podcast where you put yourself in the powerful lady scale, zero being average everyday human and 10 being the most powerful lady possible. Where would you rank yourself today? And where do you think you would rank yourself on average? On an average a day? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. On, on, uh, it's the same answer. Today, every day, I rank myself at a 25. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm like off the scale. You know what I mean? That's where I am. I love, I love being at the top. Mm-hmm. What is next for you? We've done so much pivoting, prioritizing, shuffling uh, this year. But what is next for you and what are you excited about? What's next for me is television. I mean, I've been doing a lot of social media. I host three talk shows, but this is just to get comfortable in front of the camera, build those relationships, make those connections. But you're going to watch television one day, just like a whole bunch of people. And it's going to be relatively soon. Outside is five years, you know, two two to five years. But you're going to look at television, you're going to say, is that Sharifa? Because that's the next step. Everything that I'm doing is bringing me to that level because more and more people want to see it. And it's content. At the end of the day, if you make great content, even Netflix is looking for content. They want those eyeballs that will bring people to their platform, no matter what the platform. It could be Hulu. It could be a whole lot of different things, but it's going to definitely be television for me. I love it. I love it. Um, well, as always, hanging out and spending my time with you is inspiring and empowering and a million ideas are like popping through my head, uh, which is my favorite. Um, I really believe that my love language is it's creating, like it's creating with people together. It's making things happen. Um, and I love that you gave me the opportunity to spend that time with you. And, you know, we've, I'm really proud of what we've done together and continue to be so. And I can't wait to see what happens next. Well, thank you. I can't wait to see what happens next with you as well. (laughs) I am so happy that Sharifa is a part of my world and the powerful ladies world. She is a woman doing the work. She is a woman here to pay it forward. And she is a woman who walks her talk. I encourage all of you to ask how you can be a little bit more like Sharifa. How can you take on being a stand for what you want to see in your life, your business, and your community? Now is the time for a pause to check in and see if there's a new action you can take. To connect, support, to watch her shows, and follow Sharifa, you can find her on Instagram at Sharifa Hardy. You can find her on Instagram and Twitter at Sharifa Hardy and her website, AskSharifa.com. We have all of her direct links to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even her email, all available on our website, thepowerfulladies.com forward slash podcast. You can find it all in our show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Powerful Ladies podcast. There are so many ways you can get involved and get supported with fellow Powerful Ladies. First, subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Powerful Ladies. Join the Powerful Ladies Thrive Collective. This is the place where Powerful Ladies connect level up, and learn how to thrive in business and life. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page. And of course, visit our website, thepowerfulladies.com. I'd like to thank our producer, composer, and audio engineer, Jordan Duffy. Without her, this wouldn't be possible. You can follow her on Instagram at Jordan K. Duffy. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then... I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love.